0: All right, what's up guys? We're back with another podcast episode and we've got a pretty fun episode today. We're just going to be talking about the unspoken rules of pickleball, pickleball <laughs> etiquette and things you should know if you don't already know. To be honest, if you're listening to a pickleball podcast, you probably know yeah. a lot of these rules, but just in case you don't because yeah, I've been to a listeners. lot of places yeah, for the few out there, or maybe maybe there's a no few no there there's
1: there's 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 probably new people coming into the the pickleball world you know every day and I don't know this well, is probably gonna help somebody out there right
0: I'm sure it'll help someone but what does always surprise me because I assume that most people listening to us are probably fairly veteran pickleball players but I've had a number of people message me and say dude I've been playing pickleball for like a week and I love your podcast wow and I'm like dude a week and you're already to the podcast level I'm like dude you're deep you're you're <laughs> never going back yes. They're addicted. <laughs> so, but before we get into it, guys, I just wanted to let you know that the Dink Pickleball is running uh some, they're calling it the Dink Awards, and I am up for Pickleball content creator of the year, and the podcast is also up for Pickleball podcast yes. of the year.
1: go vote for us.
0: Yes, so if you would not mind going to thedinkpickleball.com and finding that link and then voting for us. I'll try and put it in the YouTube description as well as the show notes, uh, and then you can vote for our podcast and then for me as... Okay, hang on. Before I... I can't remember, well. I'm yeah. pretty positive. You weren't in the content creator section, nah. were you?
1: Nope, okay. I wasn't in there.
0: I I didn't think so. Next
1: year, you definitely will be. Mm. I think... Doesn't bother me right now, to be quite honest. I was like, oh, thank goodness I'm not, because I feel like it would have just... Well, I don't until know. <laughs> I'm stealing that
0: 2K from you. <laughs> oh yeah but but yeah if you guys wouldn't mind doing that we would heavily appreciate it um but yeah i'll leave that link down below and you can do as you please with that okay but uh without further ado we'll dive into this topic all right well also this is in relation to open rec play if you show up at a public park you show up at a facility that's open play we're not talking about tournaments we're not talking about private group play this is specifically open play Thought we'd clarify that because some of these rules might seem or uh, etiquette things may seem a little silly if you're in wait a private group potentially.
1: Before we get started, are there any specific like house rules that you do for your private groups? I'm just curious.
0: Uh, I don't really have any specific rules with uh, my private groups except that if we body bag someone or the ball tips over that hits the neck cord and tips over, usually we just laugh at it. And if someone gets body bagged, usually we just tell them. You wouldn't have got hit if you weren't so slow. <laughs> Where there's definitely no apology. Well, that's not true. Yesterday when I was uh, playing with my brother, I like flicked a ball from below the net and almost smacked him in the face. Mm. I did apologize for that one because I was not trying to do that. <laughs> but if I hit him in the stomach, I'll just make fun of him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you gotta gotta you gotta be fast, man. No,
1: that's, that's good. That's good. That's hilarious. Mm.
0: Yes. So the first one, and I'm sure most of you know this. It's pretty basic. Is just don't walk behind the courts while someone is in play. If you're at a court where there's no walkway for you to get to another court and you have to walk through other people's court, always just wait until they're done playing. Sometimes that is difficult when there's a lot of courts going at once, but the general rule of thumb is don't walk behind their court. It usually annoys people. They're going to stop play, and it's just not uh, not very polite.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think some public courts are much better at this than others just because of the layout. For sure. You know, I think yeah. your your public course that's closest to your house that we went to, I really like yeah. it. You just open up the gate and it's like one long kind of alleyway, I would say, and then the courts are either on your left or your right and you yep. pretty much never, ever walk through the court to get to another court. Yeah,
0: it, you, it would be impossible to walk through one of their courts. So I, I specifically love how that one is laid out Amazing layout. More people or more places should try and lay out the court that way because you there's easy place for everyone to watch each court, mm-hmm. hang out, talk, and then you can see the court you want to see versus some courts, like let's say the one all the way down, if you have to walk behind everyone's courts, usually you're all waiting on one side where the paddle rack is. Yeah, And then it's just hard to watch, and I don't know. There's just a lot of little annoyances about how certain courts are laid out.
1: Yeah, and also I think it helps foster... I guess, interactions between people. I mean, unless yes. you know, you don't want to talk to anybody, you can kind of just you know seclude yourself off in a court in the corner or whatnot. But there are some layouts that are just not that great, like a grid of three by two, you know, and yeah. there's no walkway, and you have to either go through a court or walk around the whole entire perimeter to get a- yep. around is just I don't know, kind of annoying. But I mean, I, I get it though, because sometimes these places don't have the space to yeah you know provide a walkway but if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're deciding to build uh you know multiple courts in a neighborhood or something like that in a public space um definitely keep this in mind i would say
0: yeah i i think i mean obviously you want to prioritize as many courts as possible but there's definitely the convenience aspect of it too where if your courts are just a huge pain for everyone to access we have a set of courts here they're they're actually, it's, you, we played Adam as uh, where we did that video that yeah never came out where we played with like oh, a yeah. frying pan. D- yes, that's too much. Oh my gosh, I still have that <laughs>
1: footage archived somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that those courts are good. They have good lights. The courts are good. They're fenced off individually. But the problem is, if you want to get to the back courts, you have to walk through two sets of fences, which also causes you to have to walk through people's courts. And since the fences are there, it just slows you down. It's just kind of not a. Not an ideal layout. So Yes, I, yeah, remember, that. I remember that. Keep that in mind. All right,
1: yeah. Don't yep. walk behind people as they're playing. Wait, and then as soon as they're done, you can scurry around. And then also, if you're playing, too, and you see people about to come across, I guess, you know, let before you- Yeah, let them go. Like, before you start the next point, Yeah, you know, just let them go, you know, move them along their way, and uh, you'll be good. I think another thing that I've seen, which I really like, is- uh, If you are, if if people have to come across your courts, right, but the court next to you, let's say um, the entrance is on your right, right, and then the people on the court is on your left, they just finished up early, as they walk off, you should switch over. I mean, I think some people they switch over courts to the left, so then the people who come in don't rock like don't walk have to across. walk across. Right, exactly, yep. and that kind of helps a little bit as well. I've seen a lot of places do that as well.
0: That definitely helps. I've been to a handful of courts where they'll shift down one if that's if the one further away from them uh, hopped off, and it's definitely a good thing. Some court layouts it doesn't really allow you to do that, or places they just it's not an established rule, but that's definitely a good way to handle it uh, so people don't have to walk behind courts all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Definitely but, ask, you know, the people at those courts to, um, I guess, see what the rules are, if any, you know, I guess you yes. kind of make it out. But we'll, we'll touch back Definitely on that not. in a little bit. Well, next one
0: we've got, we already talked about this in the last one, but I did want to talk about it again. And that's just, don't give unsolicited advice. People <laughs> didn't ask for your advice, don't give it. Because as much as you think your advice is God's gift to earth, most people don't want to hear it. Upsets most people. It's just annoying. And I find, Will, you can tell me if I'm wrong, mm. but I think guys are notoriously worse for this than women are, especially men to women. I actually don't see it as often where men are trying to coach men, even if the guy is worse than the player who would be coaching. I don't know. Like, I've said, people kind of commented on our last podcast and they said stuff like, well, usually the women are the weaker player, even if that's the case it's just not nice. Just don't coach people. It doesn't, I don't know, forget the gender. Just don't (laughs) coach people if they didn't ask.
1: I guess that's true. Yeah, as a good rule of thumb, um, I do find it funny, though, when actually the women is actually the stronger player of the two, and they're trying to give advice to the men, and that's I don't know. I'm I'm there for that. I'm I'm ready for my popcorn. I'm like, oh man, I wonder how this is gonna shake out. Cause sometimes oh, 100% men are because not the guy's it. ego falls apart immediately. Oh, uh, but it's so funny. It's great. <laughs>
0: I haven't seen it too many times. I've probably seen it a, a handful of times, but yeah, it definitely you
1: see their their ego melting in their
0: brain <laughs> while they're being talked to.
1: Okay, but here's the thing. When when does it become uh advice, like unsolicited advice? And then when does it become I guess, a actual useful tactic or strategy, you know? Is it is it how you say it to your partner, or...?
0: I, I think the best way to say it, and this is, for the most part, I'm assuming that you are at public courts with someone you don't know very well, mm-hmm. and you're not friends with. If you're friends with them, they'll probably take your advice, for the most part. If it's a random person, I'm just not even going to consider it. If I'm going to say it, and how people have said it to me is... Mm. Can I give you a piece of advice? Like I noticed something while we were playing. Do you mind if I tell you about it? And then they can decide if they want it or don't want it. And I think it's best to wait till the end of the game instead of saying it during the game. Most of the time you're just
1: gonna upset the person. Mm. I you know, I I would agree. I think there are some times though where I say stuff like as the point. Is going on but I don't tell them what to do it's just kind of like hey cover your line (laughs) like move over like shuffle over or whatnot and like in the middle of a live point in the middle of a live point if I'm reaching for something sometimes I'll be like yo come to the center (laughs) or like
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean stuff like that I I wouldn't even necessarily call that unsolicited advice to me that's just partner communication the middle of the point but I guess it really just depends how it's being said during the point.
1: Exactly. That was my question was sometimes I do this a lot. I'm like, oh man, well, now that you mentioned like this, am I giving unsolicited advice? Is it wanted? Do they feel like I'm bossy? I have no idea because I actually don't ask them after the game if, you know, how they felt about me potentially barking orders at them, which I really don't do all too much. I think it depends too how much you do it, right? Like if you do it
0: a couple times a game, that to me feels clearly communication if every point you're telling someone where they should be then that probably starts crossing into territory that
1: isn't great i guess that's true yeah just kind of use your best judgment and be tactful about it yeah yeah okay, okay. uh the next one we got is don't
0: force people to stack
1: i see this all the time with wait wait, lefties. wait. before you go we should probably explain yes. to the audience what stacking is for some of them who may not know sure that's right. fair okay
0: i'll let you try and tackle this and no. we'll see who has a better explanation i
1: i don't like this game anymore chris
0: <laughs> <laughs> fine fine i'll explain it i'll explain <laughs> it and then you can tell me if i'm wrong okay perfect okay
1: i like this game. stacking
0: in the most simple sense is just each player wants to play in a designated box the whole game as much as possible so if I, for whatever reason, just like playing on the left side of the court. Stacking ensures that throughout the entire game, I will always play on that side of the court. So let's say somehow I ended up on the right, or if I'm serving Mm -hmm. and I have to serve from the right box, my partner will stand to the right of me. And then as soon as I serve the ball, I'm going to move over to the left and my partner's going to move into the right side box. And then if I'm on the left side, well, I'm on the side that I want to be, so we play normal. Same thing if you're receiving. If I'm receiving and I'm on the right side of the court and I want to be on the left, as soon as I return the ball, my partner's going to run to the right box and I'm going to sprint to the left box. Usually there are there's a lot of different reasons you do this. If you're playing with a left-handed person, it makes sense for the lefty to be on the right side and the righty to be on the left side because now both your forehands are in the middle. It just helps eliminate certain disadvantages in certain games, essentially. Mm. That was actually a good explanation. I liked it. Thank we, you. Yes, Thank you. I we can move on. It. <laughs> All right. So the, the whole thing I just want to say there is don't force people to do it or assume that they want to. Whenever I am playing with a lefty, I always ask them. I say, do you want to stack or do you not want to stack? Because sometimes they do. That's their preferred way of playing. But sometimes they just want to play straight up pickleball. Like I have people who just assume they want to stack and then they're a little annoyed because, you know, if you're playing Wreck, it's just one more thing to keep track of. Yeah. It can be a little annoying. And then sometimes I'll see guys also force women to stack. I don't see it a lot, but I've seen it a few times and it makes me cringe every time because I'm like, ooh, "Ooh." that is a bold assumption to just assume that they
1: want to stack, man. Wow. I didn't even think about that, but that's totally true. Uh, I don't really come across it all too much. I actually wait for... I guess whoever I'm playing with, and see if they want to stack. My default is like, yeah, know, we're going to play straight up for the most part, unless you say something. Because yep. I don't know, I find I find it fun playing, you know, both sides. And also, if you're new, um, stacking is just super confusing. Oh,
0: it's confusing. I mean, the first time I was introduced to stacking, or someone wanted to do it with me, yeah, it was with a guy I didn't really know. And I was very uncomfortable the whole time because I really didn't know
1: what to do. Oh, you didn't know what to do? I mean, you just play it like normally. It's just keeping track of... I think what's uncomfortable is keeping track of who's serving, who's receiving, and the exactly. score. And there's just more things that can go wrong. Like And in Rec, when you're playing with random people,
0: in my experience, people have gotten upset a few times when the score gets mixed up. People Maybe they serve from the wrong spot or they call the wrong score. Whatever it is, it's very easy to get confused. And I've been in games where people were unhappy about it and then I'm just uncomfortable because I'm like, I didn't even (laughs) want to do this to begin with. (laughs) Now it doesn't matter. I'll stack and I don't care. It's easy to keep track of. But when I was new,
1: very uncomfortable. Oh yeah, for sure. I still feel uncomfortable stacking, to be quite honest, sometimes. I'm like, oh. or or, If somebody asks me to stack, I'm like, okay, but you're going to have to really help Keep track of the points and who's serving because I'm yeah, because You do not know. <laughs> I'm notoriously bad at keeping track it's of true. score and server.
0: <laughs> you do not know how to keep track of the score. Maybe one day I'll I'll be able to teach you that.
1: <laughs> so, no, because then I won't win as many games as I do.
0: You can only count to three five, is what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was you only three five. Well. I've been upgrading my skill set lately. <laughs>
1: oh, <how to> <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Anyways,
0: uh-huh. moving on. The next one is a pretty simple one. But if you're at public courts, just always have your own ball on you ready. This is this admittedly is a pretty minor one. But I have seen a few times where people get a little bit annoyed when they walk all the way down the courts and then they assume everyone assumes someone else had a ball because <laughs> usually someone does. Of oh, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. someone's probably going to have a ball. But just have one ready, or before you start walking, ask if people have a ball, so you know if you have to bring one with you or not.
1: I've uh, I've definitely gone to a, I guess a group play session, and it was just four of us, and none of us we we didn't even ask who had the ball like when we left our, our our homes. We all went there in our bags, nothing. Like I just literally just picked up a paddle like last minute and I went, and we went there. We went to the courts and we had nobody had a ball. And we're like, wow, we're the that's, worst. We're the worst pickleball players out there.
0: <laughs> that's awkward. I had a situation the other day where I did forget all of my balls because I had emptied my bag to shoot a video. Thankfully, the people I was playing with uh, did have some, but I was, I was definitely worried for a minute that we were going
1: to be stuck with like a cheapo indoor ball where we were playing. So yeah, that was. And, and if you are out there, I guess. Borrowing a ball, make sure just to return it back because yes, some of the balls, like especially I feel like the duras, you know, because um, I don't say they're hard to come by, but because people like to train with them for tournaments, etc., because most large tournaments still use just duras and. They're kind of hard, uh, to come by. And honestly, these balls are kind of, I don't know, would you say they're expensive? They're, they're not expensive, but Bro, they're are also- are you kidding me? Dura's worth more than a Bitcoin right now. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> I think,
0: I think, I think that people would rather have a Dura than a Bitcoin.
1: <laughs> uh, you know what, you're, you're, maybe you're right. Shoot, I know they definitely play pickleball more for sure. Um, but if, and also if, if you do have a ball and, um, you're afraid of losing it, uh, Some people like Sharpie their initials and their names on it too. Is that something you do? I, I
0: don't personally do it just because I, when the Franklins are on sale, you can get them for a pack of 100 for about 120 bucks. I just snag it and I've probably got 150 balls at least. So I'm not personally worried about when I lose a ball or whatever, but not everyone does that. People are either buying the three packs or the 12 packs and it does mean more or is more annoying when you lose a ball. Yeah. So make sure you give it back. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Some people are really picky about it. I played with my mother-in-law one time at this indoor uh, gym facility. And I, be- if I'm remembering correctly, either she told me the story or I was there. But there was a person who did not want to use their ball anymore because someone was a banger. And they were like, you're going to break my ball and I don't want to What? It <laughs> yeah, they were like super defensive about the ball. And I just thought it was very funny. <laughs> Man, talking about breaking your
1: balls over breaking balls. Shoot. (laughs) Yeah, seriously.
0: I was like, okay, well, I mean, that person must be hitting real hard. Was he hitting that hard? I don't even think they were hitting that hard. (laughs) We're we're talking, it was probably a group of 60 plus year olds. So not that they can't hit hard, but you know, a lot of them aren't hitting hard.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's just so funny. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I did think it was pretty funny in the moment. But yeah, make sure you have a ball on you. Make sure you mark it if that uh, matters to you. Now this is a good one, I think, Will. But mm. do not correct someone's <clears throat> illegal serve because it rarely comes across the way you intend it to. Especially and in I rec will play. We'll put a caveat. Especially in, especially rec, especially play. in rec play. Yeah. I, I'll tell you right now. I have watched people correct people serve, including doing it to me, which I guess I'll go into in a minute here, but. Every single time it has ever happened, the only thing it has resulted in is being extremely awkward for the entire group because the server absolutely never agrees that they think their serve is illegal. They will always argue with you that their serve is completely fine. So unless (laughs) it's actually causing you to not be able to return the serve, it's not worth it. Or if they're hitting an overhead. But most people, they're just cutting it close. They aren't trying
1: to be blatantly illegal you know what i mean yeah unless they're also doing you know a chainsaw or spin serve now in 2023
0: right and that's a whole other i mean that's easy enough (laughs) to just tell them that's illegal but you know most of the time all you're gonna do is upset someone you're gonna make it awkward for the group i'm telling you i've seen this dozens of times and it absolutely never works i've never once seen someone go oh you're right I actually was a little high on that one. Let me fix that. No one has ever said that. And I don't believe I'll ever see it in my lifetime. I don't think it's ever, ever happened to me. I don't think I've ever even witnessed it, to be quite honest with you. I had one time, I was going to save the story for later, but I'll just tell it now because it's relevant. When the chainsaw became a thing, and Uh I was probably two weeks into using it consistently, I was just playing one of my friends, and there was a court next to us, a bunch of older people, and... I, I'm doing my chainsaw. you know. Maybe I got an ace or two on my buddy. We were playing singles. And this guy looks over at me and he goes, hey, you know the serve you're doing is illegal, right? And I was like, no, it's not. I was like, there are literal pros that use this right now. You know, Zane at the yeah. time. This was when the chainsaw was like new, new, new. Like okay. It was very new. And uh, I, I literally argued with him back and forth. And then we'd go back to playing. I'd do it again. And he would pause his game. And tell me my serve was illegal. And so I, I feel like I told him, find it where in the rule book this is illegal. And then what I figured out, he thought was illegal, is he said, you're not allowed to toss the ball in the air. That's illegal. And I was like, it drives me nuts because <laughs> throwing the ball in the air, for people who don't know this rule, just in case, we'll talk about <laughs> it now. You could throw the ball 300 feet in the air if you want. As long as you Winning strike device. that ball below your waist and it doesn't bounce... All bets are off. You can hit. You can do that all day long. But mm-hmm. it. You, the only time you can't throw the ball in the air is a drop serve. That's it. You have to literally drop the ball for a drop serve. But if you're doing a volley serve, you could throw that ball over the fence if you want. Yes. Yes. Throw
1: that thing sky
0: high. Yeah. So that. <laughs> but was dude, that's messed up uh, though. Just, like
1: whoa, whoa, that's so annoying. He's not even playing in that same game. It doesn't. It really doesn't affect him.
0: Literally affects him none. <laughs> it was actually probably. At least in my early uh time of playing, because that was probably within my first th- three months of playing, I think, I actually got pretty frustrated in that situation. I wasn't, you know, getting loud or anything, but I was you could tell in that moment <laughs> my voice or tone was perhaps a little more aggressive.
1: Dang. Did anybody I, else say I anything? Was very, what about your, your person? No, it your was friend? basically
0: their group just watching this guy tell me my serve was illegal. Oh well,
1: that's annoying. Why didn't you just tell them to be like, hey. Let me play my game, and you go play your game. We'll be on <laughs> our way. That's what I should have done. Yes, but as you know, Will,
0: I feel the need to be right when I know I'm right, so <laughs> I, I couldn't let it go.
1: <laughs>
0: I I actually debated after that uh, printing the rule sheet. Oh wow, you're a real says, petty. <laughs> no, I was like, I honestly thought about carrying it because so many people didn't understand that the chainsaw was legal at the time, and it was getting really annoying having to explain it, mm. that I almost started carrying a sheet of paper. I didn't, but I almost did.
1: Oh, wow. The fact that you thought about it. And, oh, I, I could have seen the, the smug look. If, if that was the situation, you had that piece of paper, I could imagine the smug look on your face as you pull it out of your bag to show them, like highlight it <laughs> and point it. There it is.
0: <laughs> no, literally, I would have been so smug about it. Because my thing is, if you are going to be so insistent about the rules, well, this is, you know what, this was later down the list, but we'll talk about it now too. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to call someone out on a rule, you better be 100% sure you know that rule because I can't tell you how often people think they know the rules and just give someone completely false information. For example, that chainsaw example where I was hmm. throwing the ball in the air. Mm-hmm. Guy was convinced throwing the ball up in the air was illegal. He was wrong. So if you're going to call someone out, you better be real positive you know the rule. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. Good yeah. thing I have you. Because I don't know all these rules <laughs> You know, I'll be your your Wikipedia will it's okay. Oh, yes, you know, pitch you on a speed dial. Hey, Chris, I'm over here. the situation just happened. Can you please, you know, let me know, and then you' be like, oh, let me you know refer back to, I don't know, whose refs do you have on your phone? Do you have Don's number? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have Dom, but I do have a
0: ref in my local area that I could call, mm. but I'd, I'd probably just know the rule anyways. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. We actually <laughs> messed up a rule on our last podcast episode. So.
1: <laughs> oh, true. Yes. Um, which rule was that? Was and it thank the, you the to bar? the people
0: who corrected us.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It was for the bar, right? If it, if it rolls yeah. over, hits yep. the net, rolls over. And then what happens if it bounces on the ground and then hits the
0: bar, it's what? So is yeah, it? if it lands on the ground and then hit the bar, it's legal.
1: If the ball rolls over the net and lands on the bar first, that's a replay. Got it. Good to know. Good to know. I don't imagine that happening too, too often, but obviously it's happened enough. And it's because of just like the nets, the way that uh, I guess some of the pro events use, right? They use that rollable net and there's that crossbar on the bottom. Yep.
0: Or even temp nets. I think it's not necessarily more likely, but... You know, they have the crossbar, too. It's thinner, so it's a little harder to hit. But you can get some weird bounces off the
1: tape when the ball kind of pushes through it. True. Okay, cool. All right, well, let's see. Moving on to the next topic. Uh, Saying the score loudly. Is that the one?
0: Yes. Please, guys, (laughs) everyone. You know, I'm at... It doesn't happen much because I'm in a lot of private groups these days. But you'll be at the court playing with some people and someone gets the ball and they're ready to serve it and they go
1: three, five, two.
0: And you're like, what? (laughs) Oh, you don't even know if they said it. They could have been talking to themselves and then they just served the ball and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down here. (laughs) So just say it
1: loudly. Yes, no, agreed. I think another thing that I'm also guilty of doing this sometimes is as I'm saying the third number, I'm about to hit the ball. And so it sometimes gets muted or muddled in with my strike of the ball. And that's just like a rhythm thing. I think I just have to remember to say the score either quicker or serve after the fact, but it happens more often than not. And I don't know, it's, yeah, it's kind of annoying, but I think that just kind of also tells people if you're playing records to try and learn how to, um, keep track of the score, you know, accurately just for everybody's sake, you know, and then just reconfirm after every single point, it's the right thing to do. So there's no mishaps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely say it loudly, especially if you're in an indoor facility. It can be really hard to hear people inside of those. And, you know, some people just don't have a very loud voice. So I understand if you can't just scream it at the top of your lungs. But I would say almost always no one on the pickleball court is saying, hey, dude, you're saying the score too loudly. It's only ever you're saying it too quietly, dude. So
1: someone now is just gonna go into the court and just record them just yelling at the top of their lungs what the score is, and just to just to <laughs> prove you wrong. Just like yo, I they, think this they is probably too will,
0: but that that's fine. I'd rather see them be too loud than too quiet. Okay, all right, sure I, enough, it causes strife, man. Like you see it on really? the forums. I don't know that I've seen it in person, but all the time people are complaining about ah. I was playing this person today, and they just wouldn't say the score loudly, and I never knew when
1: they were serving, and all this stuff. Wow. I don't know if I've ever really come across... I mean, I've come across people saying it not loud enough, but I don't think it's ever turned into an issue or a problem. Same.
0: And for me, I've never
1: personally experienced it
0: where it annoyed me. I just see it on the forums all the time where someone's <laughs> writing about it.
1: Yeah, I guess that and makes on sense. On that same note... Place. yeah
0: yeah definitely and those are tough i mean i've been in ones where i just can't hear people at all because the echo room echo chamber (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's terrible you got z5s and black aces in there and you're basically (laughs) deaf (laughs) but the the next one which kind of ties in is wait until people are ready to serve because there are a lot of people who love to just quick serve you again not personally struggled with this issue a lot. I've just seen complaints about it. But, you know, people are still turning around or they're kind of setting up. People just sprint the score really fast and then they just serve the ball. Like, make sure everyone's ready. Make sure that the line... is yeah. a very simple thing just to make sure everyone's on the same page and happy.
1: Right, and if you're not ready, I guess, like, uh, just put your hand up, you know, as you're walking, yep. you know, into position. Uh, most of the times, the server or the other team will know and uh let you get in position and kind of get ready but also don't don't really don't like crawl to your you know position right taking up an absorbent amount of time you know because that can also be annoying as well you're trying to get the game going And, and also i think this also goes to to say that if there's a lot of people waiting as well like for the next course you have a really crowded day you know don't i mean you know take as much time as you need but don't be slow about it just because you want to be in the course longer. Let everybody play and the faster people cycle through. You know, you'll get your turn yep. again. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I agree with all of that for sure. What? Now this one, Will. Yeah. I know this is this is gonna be one that people want to hear. Why? I know for sure. I see it all the time. And that is <laughs> What is it? Stop poaching in rec play. What? Now here's here's the thing. There is a time and place for this. I'm not saying it's wrong all the time. But again, just like many of these other things in rec play, more often than not, it upsets the other person more than it makes them happy. Because if you're playing rec, especially if it's busy, most people are just there because they want to play pickleball. Mm-hmm. They want to hit the ball. It, it, they treat it more like a 50-50 thing, even though we know pickleball is not a 50-50 sport. Don't aggressively come over in front of them and take their ball and all this stuff. It It annoys a lot of people. I'm not saying never do it. But people who do it excessively more often than not, it annoys them.
1: I mm. mean, me. what if they just want to win? What what if your partner, right? What if you're the poacher, right? And I'm your partner, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I just want to yeah. win, and I just, you know, like, okay,
0: does the That's person like- you're playing with also want to win?
1: Yeah. Then do okay. you
0: you so you know for a fact like they want to win at like basically all costs? Yes, at all costs. Is that okay? Well, then th- at that point, I think it's established that you can do whatever you want. Okay. But most random people,
1: that's not how they feel. No, no, no. Uh, I'm just trying to give you a hard time, but I totally agree. Yeah, people, you, you come in, especially if you're waiting. If you're like waiting, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes to get on the court for a game, and then you get on court, and your partner's poaching all the balls, and you get to hit nothing, kind of sucks. That's not what yeah, you're there it, for. exactly. And you know, it's
0: interesting, as I have moved up in pickleball and played in lower-level groups... You realize that things that feel normal in your level of play are not normal at the lower levels of play. So sometimes I'll come over for a third ball, yeah. which is, you know, maybe three fourths of the way into their box or like three fourths of the court. And so I'll come over and that four oh, four five plus, super normal to come take that ball. But then people will tell me, especially if I kind of messed something up or didn't hit a great drop. There's like, did you really have to come over for that? This doesn't really happen anymore. I'm thinking, you know, more yeah. a year ago or whatever. But, uh, you know, people just get frustrated by it. So just, you know, kind of keep in mind who you're playing with. You have to learn to read the court and figure out what may be acceptable and what may not be. Poaching and coming over a lot at lower levels is going to be viewed as a bad thing.
1: Oh, but what if reading the room like poaching is the thing to do? What about then? Can I poach then?
0: As long as you're pretty confident it won't upset the person. <laughs> Again, it's not a it's not a never do it. It's just I have seen it go wrong more times than... It goes right. But if you're on the same page as your partner and they're fine with it, you know, whatever, obviously all bets are off. I'm always, most of all of these etiquette things are assuming a random person who you don't know and you don't have great communication with.
1: Mm. It's enough. like,
0: you know, if, if, if I'm with you, obviously I'm going to poach every ball from you because I want to win the game. <laughs> and every ball
1: you hit is one more chance that we might lose. I don't know, man. The last, what's the last video that we have together where we played? Was it you and me versus Amrik and Onik? Yeah, probably it was that.
0: <laughs> oh man! And notice how we lost because you tried to
1: take more balls. <laughs> if
0: we'd let me take more balls. We might have won that.
1: Uh, we'll just. I guess we'll just have to rematch them, and you know, we'll see how that turns out. for us the next time, yeah, we no, play.
0: heck, we'll do it in Arizona. We'll play Michael and Kyle. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> we'll put me on the left. You get your little ten percent, five if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways,
1: <laughs> moving uh, on. Now you're just being the sarcastic. next one we have. What's that? So now you're just being sarcastic.
0: Uh, well, I'm a little sarcastic, <laughs> which actually
1: moves on to our next point, which is don't be so sarcastic <laughs> on the court, which you totally are. You guys, so you guys, listeners out there, you guys don't know this. Chris seems like you know a very nice guy, but as soon as like he gets to a certain level of comfort. This man is absolutely insufferable. You guys have no idea what I have to put up with
0: sometimes.
1: (laughs) I I will say, when I warm up to you and I'm
0: comfortable around you, you better get ready to banter because I'm going to banter. Gosh, it's so much. One of my friends in the area, he always uh, gives me a hard time because we would be playing, and let's say it's a close singles game, and I'll start talking trash. And then he'll try harder and beat me is usually how it works. Mm-hmm. And he would always tell me like, dude, every time you talk trash, it makes me try harder and then I beat you. And I'm like, I don't even care if you beat me. I just love trash talking. Most of the time, it's not even serious. I just like to poke fun at people.
1: Yes, which is very surprising to me. Like after I really got to know you after the first couple of months, I was like, wow, is he just being this way because I'm like obnoxious and he's trying to meet my level or is he actually really like this? And no, I've discovered that you are excessively obnoxious. <laughs> That's what give, I've me, give me
0: one example. Give me one example.
1: Uh, no, I'd rather not. I don't want to, you know, turn down your brand any more than it already has.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> Whatever you say, Will.
0: <laughs> but yeah, being being sarcastic on the court. I guess being sarcastic is not necessarily the the right wording I was thinking when I wrote this, but I think it's more just about you know, general uh, partner atmosphere. Like, if someone, you know, misses a shot, don't roll your eyes. Don't make a sarcastic comment about it. It's just rude, and it, you know, usually it hurts your partner's feeling, and then it just, they don't want to play with you. You probably don't want to play with them. It kind of just becomes a mess, in yeah. my opinion.
1: Yeah, it kind of kills the vibe. Just don't kill the vibe. Like, everybody's there to have fun, especially in rec, and yeah, if you're rolling your eyes or be looking disgruntled look like you're not having fun, then no one's going to want to play with you, and you really just bringing down, you know, the whole atmosphere, you know, and yep. everybody wants everybody wants to have a good time. And you're not doing any favors to yourself. No one's going to want to play with you, I guess, in the next round. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Don't be the I'm, also I don't, don't know be if a bully. you've seen
0: that. Yeah, don't be a bully either. Being a bully is just, no one likes that. And no one wants to play with you then.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah, I was we, cutting off. What'd you say?
0: I was just going to say that it's just, there are people in my area that are known for stuff like that. And- they always those people always think everyone just loves them and wants to play with them, and everyone is like, "No, please don't let me have to play with them."
1: <laughs> wow, I just, I, I just, I hear a lot of these things from you, and it's like you almost make it sound like it's a very prominent issue in your area. Is that is that really the case, or no? Wait, which? I mean, which? Are, I mean, just just some of the things we've gone over in this list, like being a bully or I being wouldn't, sarcastic. I wouldn't say
0: it's prominent. Okay. It's a lot of these. I would say I see them mostly on forums. You know, people just love to complain on the various Facebook Pickleball forums. That's Honestly, that's what most of those groups are, is just the complaint department. <laughs> but some of these are also just anecdotes over my own experience, you know, through mm. playing Pickleball. I wouldn't say they're, they're excessive and happen all the time, but they've happened enough times to be memorable.
1: I see. Because, I mean, obviously I'm not in the forums or in these chat groups to really see them and and read about them but i guess just in my personal experience i've also haven't come across them all too much but also at the same time uh i don't i'm not playing nearly as often like wreck with i guess a bunch of random people and whatnot maybe i should do that again it'd be interesting uh to see if i see these issues kind of prop up
0: yeah i feel like you will if you play you know because as you move into higher level you're usually playing in private groups and you know, everyone knows each other usually, and there's just a lot of these things we're talking about don't really apply anymore because these are just general rules to kind of keep the court happy. Where if I'm playing in a group of friends, heck, I don't know, I'm just going to do whatever I want. <laughs>
1: yeah, you can do whatever <laughs> you want. Shoot, doing illegal serves, yeah. talking trash, poaching everything, trying to hit nasty Nelsons. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Literally, that happens all the time. My younger brother Isaac, who obviously you know, yeah, dude tries to nasty Nelson me all the time. If he thinks I'm not paying attention, that ball will come my way and try to hit me.
1: <laughs> Brotherly There's, love. You guys are so funny. With
0: siblings, all bets are off, man. You just you better you better wear safety goggles. I don't know. You're you're in for a a great time. <laughs> Damn,
1: sounds like war. Okay. Yeah. Moving on to the next one. Right, well, what's next? Uh, Don't don't lob old people.
0: (laughs) Yes. Now it's fun. This is a funny one. Generally, I would say this is a good rule. You know, it's just a lot of, you know, if you're 60, 70 plus chasing a lob is not always ideal and running backwards. If they try and do that, they, you
1: know, they may fall over uh whoa 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 you're talking you're, you're speaking in generalities man there's some old people out here that are just smoking like you know
0: 100 <laughs> i've played i played an 80 year old once in singles this was when i was pretty new dude could move for an 80 year old it doesn't apply to everyone but i have been in enough groups where people have specifically told me no lobbing like lobbing is off on limits off limits on this
1: one okay yeah or against certain people yeah that's a uh, that's something you to decide, I suppose, and you know, use your yeah. discretion as well. Yep. Um, there was one person uh who I met in LA, his name was uh Lingling. Lingling Ling the legend. My my buddy Justin introduced me to him. This man moves so well, and they're like, Well, how old do you think he is? And I was like, dude, he has to be like <laughs> the latest, he has to be like Early 50s. And they're like, no, he's 70. And I was like, he's 70? I said, dude, I want to look like what is he eating? And and it's so funny because <laughs> you know, Lily is the nice dude. And he's a great pickleball player, but you know, the man was literally doing Tai Chi, like in between, like waiting for his next <laughs> games. He had like he was messing with my buddy Jay's like bow staff, and just I was like, what? who is this guy? He's like, yeah, heck? this is Ling Ling the legend. And no, he was so good. And I was like, man, if I lob this guy, he might just fly up there and just smash me. So I was like, yeah. That, yeah. yeah, I was like, this is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: no, definitely, definitely depends on who you're playing for sure. Because, you know, I've played some older people who just, they don't care, they're athletic enough, and it's it's totally fine. But yeah, definitely be careful because sometimes lobs just make the game very unenjoyable for that demographic if all you do is lob now i will say yeah i have been in a group or a few groups with seniors and some of them are savages man they just lob each other because they know they can't get the ball
1: oh. like they'll
0: literally lob it and they won't even turn around to go get it they'll
1: just give up really oh man yeah. i want to watch some of these games those those sound amazing
0: <laughs> it's it's really funny to watch sometimes because i'm like holy moly
1: you're watching giving no dirty no looks mercy. to each other it's the best yeah no for
0: sure So yeah, that's that's don't lob old people. Uh, When a ball is hit onto your court, I think most people know this one. Stop play. People are going to yell ball. Stop your play. Pick up the ball. Toss it back. Try and give it to them. Sometimes people... Have you seen this, Will? Like sometimes people will just kind of like lazily roll it to you, but it's really slow and then you have to kind of walk to go get
1: it. I've seen that. And I don't... I never think that it's on purpose. Like... Mm, Sure. (laughs) I, I think it's just... I don't know, they don't want to hit it too fast or too hard, right? So I don't think I've ever seen it on purpose. But if you did it on purpose, that's messed up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, that... I don't know, maybe you just haven't seen enough of the world. Well, it sounds like you've been in a in a pickleball bubble of just maybe. only nice people.
1: Uh I mean, people here in Tulsa are pretty nice, I must say. So, yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe you just live in the, you know, a, the savage lands and that's why you're so obnoxious and insufferable sometimes. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Bro, it's not even not even Minnesota. I just feel like I've been in pickleball all over the states now and it's like
1: Yeah, no. I mean, just I've been in such variance. I've been in pickleball. I mean, I've played pickleball like all around Well, I mean, I'm originally from Washington, the D.C. area. and But I don't know. For the most part, people have been uh, really nice, I would say. and uh, Or maybe I'm just blind to these things. (laughs) Like, I just choose not to see it, and I don't see it. And I I don't realize that it's happening or happening to me. I have no idea. Maybe I'm doing it, and I don't even realize. So if you're out there and you've played against me, (laughs) and I I do this, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) The people usually who don't know that they're this... The the people who aren't aware of this are usually the person who is the one causing Crap. this issue.
1: Is that me? That might be me. I don't know.
0: <laughs> that would be really funny. I haven't played enough with you in just rec play situations with random people to know, but Dang. I guess
1: I'll keep it in mind the next time we're playing. Yeah, I guess please do. I need to get called out if this is the case.
0: That would be really funny if I just found out you're the savage. You're like all of these things.
1: <laughs> you're going to take this podcast and just reclip it, me doing all the bad things that we talked about <laughs> or walking on people's court, tossing the ball like way out there or hitting it too hard, lobbing old people. Like, Will is guilty of all these things. He's just putting in a big super cut. And I don't even realize, like, Will, did you know you just did there? And I'd be like, yeah, I just won that no. point. <laughs> I just won. That <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> that's, so that's all that matters. Pick a ball for life. Uh, that's, ah. that's that's pretty
0: good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, make sure you give the ball back. And uh, the next one though is is a pretty good one, I think. What is? And I think a lot of people need to hear this one. Mm-hmm. Don't keep the ball away from the better player on the court especially if you have been trying to get games with better players, because I've had people who want to play the better players. So, you know, I'll play with them or whatever. And then all they do is keep the ball away from me and hit to my partner who is maybe a little weaker. And then I never see anything. And at that point, it's mostly annoying because I'm just trying to have fun with people. So why are you keeping the ball away from me? Like, I'm not going to be a jerk to you. And if you want to play up to test your skills, you're not testing your skills if you hit to the weaker person the whole time,
1: yes. But most of the scenarios, you're usually the weaker player, Chris. So you know, I get it. And this, uh, you, oh. get, you get all your reps oh. in, so it's okay. Oh. It's okay I see, for Chris. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm getting
0: the reps in. I like it. I like <laughs> my reps. <laughs> okay, no,
1: no. This is this is totally true. Especially if you're an upcoming player or you're really athletic or whatnot, and you really want to beat a team. Yeah, don't don't avoid the stronger player. Um, it's just not a good look, especially in rec. Unless I yeah. don't know, unless you and everybody kind of agrees that this is a serious game or maybe they're training for a tournament or something like that then i think it's acceptable um totally to do you know
0: yeah there's always there's always exceptions you know if you're if you if i'm playing with a group that i have established we are doing this to practice for a tournament all bets are off i'm playing it i'm playing to win at that point everything is in play at that point but i just think when you're you know, out on the courts. I just see far too often where people pick on one weaker person, either because they want to get off that court quickly or they just want to win the game and say they won. But I always tell people, I'm like, did Did you really win the game if you hit to the weaker person the whole time and the stronger player never saw the ball? I don't really think you won. Well, I mean, technically I
1: did. If you look at the score, you know, and who's true, are Technically you did. But yes, no, I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're yeah. saying. Also, I guess... To add to that, or to kind of go off on a little tangent, what do you think about people who are just getting to the game or who think they're way better than they really are and they get and they and they're trying really hard to get in the game with some of the, the better people on on court or some of the better people at the group? What do you think about that? That one is a tough situation
0: because so i I was probably one of those players at one point. I tried to be pretty aware of what my level was and not asked to be in groups that I didn't think I should be in. But I'm sure I did, and I just wasn't really aware of it at the time. I think it's tricky because, for me, I'll probably let them in and let them try at least once. But if they get stomped really badly, (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily expect to be asked to do that another game right away. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. That one's always a
1: little tricky and some
0: people just think they belong there when they don't
1: right exactly and i think it's it's hard because you don't know how good you really are and it's it's interesting in pickleball because you know the game is so forgiving and you know i guess at the rec level as you're as you're moving up it's it's pretty easy i would say to get in to think that you're good so if you want to move in with some of the better players i think this is something that actually you should be mindful of that could potentially take time, you know, try to play, you know, with really good people. And then the people that you do play with, that you do get games with, if you are better than them, um, I guess show, I guess, I mean, I, I don't know this, this could backfire a bit, but I guess you can kind of show how dominant you are. And then those people start talking, like, hey, maybe you should play with this next, <laughs> the next group, you know, at the level up higher. But it's something that takes time. Don't rush it, is what I'm trying to say. I think
0: that there is a healthy mix of that and another thing I wanted to mention, which is, so if you're trying to play up and you are aware that you are trying to play up a level, if you are playing with three fives and you're trying to play 4 I personally do not feel that the higher level group should have to hold out at all. If you are aware of what's happening and you're trying to get competitive games, let the higher level plays players go all out and you are not allowed to get mad about it. Mm. But the the flip side of that I have had is if you are the strongest player on the court, let's say you're a 4-0 and you're playing with three fives or even three O's, my opinion is that you should play to their level where you can you're more playing like keep the ball alive, like make it fun and challenging for them. Like, you know if a three zero just pops up something you could smash, yeah. maybe you hit it a little quicker, but something within reason at their level. You don't have to just body bag them, essentially. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, play to their level so everyone can kind of get a taste of, here's what I need to work on. And you, you can always find something to work on, right? Yeah. Like, if you're playing with a lower level, you can find a skill to work on that makes it work for everyone.
1: Yeah, yeah. The skill that I work on when I play with lower levels is... I try to body bag them actually, especially if their name is Chris Olson. <laughs> That's, you know, when I'm playing to his level, it's like, Ooh, yeah. body bag them immediately pop up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when well, next time we play doubles, I'm going to, I'm going to keep track of who got more body bags. Okay.
1: Fair enough. You can go to the counter.
0: <laughs> this is going to get violent. This is not going to end well. <laughs> I do have him? one. Uh, well, probably both of us. Someone <laughs> will probably get hurt. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, I did want to talk about one funny story yeah. that I had, which involved this. So this was, again, a year ago, pretty new to, new-ish to to Pickleball. Uh, but I was playing with this lady and another person. And I think it was me and one of my brothers. Anyways, we're playing, mostly hitting to the other person, mm-hmm. because I think they were the stronger player. Okay. And at some point, this lady calls us out. And she goes, why are you only hitting to my partner? Like, why are you avoiding me? Like, I'm a good player, too. And we, it wasn't really a conscious thing. It was just kind of how the game was going. So we made effort to start hitting to that person next. Uh-huh. And then, you know, we're still trying to play the game and win. So, you know, she's, you know, the ball's going past her or whatever. We're winning did she, the point. Did she flip it? She flipped. Then she, went, you, then she went, you guys are hitting the ball to me too much. You're picking on me just because I'm a girl.
1: Oh, my gosh. And I was like, what? Gosh. I was like, you can't have it both ways. I you know. You cannot feel... Get like, off the court. Get off the yeah, freaking court.
0: Literally, at that point, I was like,
1: oh, You're I getting can't body bagged. Happy. Nah, you're getting yeah. body bagged. <laughs> like, you say that to me and you just flipped and, like, <laughs> You're getting body bagged. I'm sorry. I don't care how old you are.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Will has no mercy. I'll have a little bit of mercy, but I was definitely. At that point, I just thought, okay, I'm going to try and win this game and get off this court because this is the type of person, no matter what, you are never going to make happy.
1: Okay, Chris, you're a very cordial person, so I I try to
0: keep the peace, man. I I commend you for
1: that. Until obviously, you know, you get to know him, and all bets are (laughs) off.
0: (laughs) You, you know, once you got to know me, it was an upgrade and not a downgrade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What if you got to know that lady? If you got to know that lady, would you have just, you know, went off on her? Oh no. Trust
0: me, I got to know that person over time, oh. and my opinion only went down.
1: Oh, really? Dang.
0: For sure only oh, went down. Oh, my God. Everyone, everyone I knew <laughs> was not a fan of those person.
1: Yeah, rough. Yeah. Don't be that lady, guys. Don't be that yeah, lady. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. No,
0: you can't have it both ways.
1: But, well, what's the next one we got? Um, let's see. Uh, I think is it for line calls? If, yes. uh If you aren't sure of a line call give it to your opponent. And I think that's rightfully so. I think that's something that's always carried on for me, uh, at least in rec play for tennis as well. Like if I don't know, it's good, you know? And honestly, it's it's pretty hard for me. Most of the times it's good because I don't know. I just kind of want to play and keep the point going because I don't know, the satisfaction of having a crazy rally or a crazy point and then having it to end on a really close line call is just not as satisfying. I'd, I I want to see somebody put it away, even if it's not me. Like, I want to see somebody smack the crap out of the ball or I get body bagged or somebody else get body bagged because it's a fun story to tell and to talk about after the game. And I'm all for those, all for those memories, you know?
0: Yeah, I definitely think with line calls, I see people get a little too, or I have seen people get a little too agitated about line calls, and it's just one of those things where if someone calls the ball out, don't question it. I know it might be frustrating if you feel like you're getting cheated out of lines, but again, it just kind of goes back to if they feel that's what it was, that's just going to be with their calls. It's easier to just move on, accept your loss if it was because of a bunch of bad line calls, go to the next game and be happy. It's not worth arguing with them over. And same thing, if you yeah. really don't have a good look on a ball or it's close, just give it to them. Even, sometimes even when a ball's like I'm maybe 95% sure it's out. You know, there's a gap that I feel like I saw, but it was close enough. Sometimes I'll just play it anyways because I just like, I'm just there to play pickleball. You know what I mean?
1: This is true. Well, Chris, I will say that you are notoriously generous (laughs) with your line calls. I will say I'm too generous and you it are, carries over into my tournament play. Yeah, you, you need to stop that, especially in the tournament play. I mean, like when you and I are playing rec, I mean, in the first video we did where I went up to Minneapolis and I challenged you, there was definitely calls. I'm like, wow, that was definitely out. I even slow mode on some of the lines yep. and I was like, wow, this band called this thing in. All right. It's, I'm going to respect his choice. I'm going to take it. <laughs> when I'm
0: playing in tournaments, there's almost a part of me that's like a little too, shows, I don't know if sympathy is the right word, but it's. I, especially if a game is tight, I don't want to be that guy that feels like the opponent cheated them out of, like, oh, it's a close game and you're calling tight lines. You're like You I never want to be like that, so I just always err on the side of calling it in, and that has bit me quite a few times now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was there to witness it. It It's hard to watch sometimes,
0: honestly. It's hard for me to watch later. I'm (laughs) like, oh my gosh, dude, that ball's a foot out. How did you not see it? Are you blind?
1: (laughs) There was a time, wasn't it with the ref? Like like you called it in or, or something and the ref was like, you sure? Or, or something like that? No,
0: no. That was just that was just what you said that was probably going through the ref's mind.
1: Oh, that's right. Shoot. Maybe your opponents, like, you're, like, you're calling a ball in. Even your opponents are like, are you sure about that? <laughs> that's no, how for was.
0: sure. D- Denim Demon told me that after we finished playing, he was like, dude, I could not believe you called those in.
1: Yeah. It is what it is, yeah. but yeah. But here's the
0: thing. Yeah. I'd rather be known as the guy that's too generous than the guy that, like, cheats people out of stuff. You true,
1: know True, I mean? true. You don't want to be the guy that cheats people out because then nobody's going to want to play with you, and yeah, yeah. that sucks. That sucks. No one
0: definitely wants to play with you at that point. <sighs> All right, Chris, what's next um, on the list? We have don't be that guy screaming and throwing their paddle. This is <laughs> probably the most awkward type of person to play against. I have been in tournaments where people have thrown their paddles, it's really awkward. You, I honestly never know how to respond. And in rec play, it's even worse. Like, dude, we're all just there to have fun playing pickleball. I understand it's not going to be fun all the time.
1: Yeah. But just chill. <laughs> yeah, chill out. You're playing pickleball. Like, you can't take it too seriously. Like, you guys are literally hitting a plastic ball over a net into the designated yep. boxes. Like, yep. it's not that serious. <laughs> yep.
0: Just... Just got to be chilling. It's, you know, again, it just, it's really, really weird for everyone. It's tense. And then, I don't know. I try, you just never want to be that guy.
1: I guess that's true. But I mean, I mean, that doesn't mean don't be so stoic. don't show any emotion. It's, it's good to be oh, intense. yeah, for sure. But don't get to a point where you have to be throwing your paddle, like breaking it yeah. or whatnot, and potentially injuring somebody that's that's not a good yep. time you know the court's kind of yep. small you throw that paddle around it could hit somebody not everybody's aware, yep. you know so yeah yep yep
0: yep, yep. uh <laughs> next one we got and this is uh mostly for facebook and not so much to be honest on the court but i wanted to mention it anyways because it always uh, makes me laugh <laughs>
1: all right it happens don't
0: oversell or be a shill for the company that you rep this is on facebook dude I know you're not on these forums, so you don't see it as much. But I see it every single day. I see it on Reddit, see it on Facebook. People will say stuff like, "I'm looking for a control paddle. I don't really care about spin, and I want a good sweet spot." And then you'll have like a Selkirk rep come by, and they're like, "Power Air, that's what you need. It's Power Air. I, it's it's got an amazing sweet spot. It's cheap. You know, like they just they overhype their product, and it's like, dude. And then of course at the end they're like, and use code." Blah, 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 blah. And I'm not saying, like, if you help someone Mm -hmm. and you want to put your affiliate code, I think that is perfectly acceptable. Obviously, how I make a lot of my living right now is through affiliate codes. But at least how I view myself is that I'm I'm honest about it. I will tell you if I think this paddle is for you or that paddle. But a lot of the reps, they see through, like, rose-colored glasses. Like, my paddles companies are the only ones that can work for everyone. (laughs)
1: Right. No, I totally agree. And uh, slowly but surely, that is also my case right now where I'm getting paid through affiliate marketing and affiliate links. So I see uh, each time I go to a place or a court, like I see opportunities to essentially sell or shill, but I try to be mindful. And if I'm not, please, if you you see me, please let me know if I'm not. But for the most part, I actually just don't advertise at all, especially, I mean, I mean, for the most part, it's it's wreck. So you're just going to open place. But if somebody went to court and they have organized a league or, you know, some night where everybody kinds to come play or something like that, and you were invited to this league, but this person set it up, I mean, it is kind of awkward or I think a little disingenuous if you're there really shilling or selling what you're doing, you know, hard. I think it's, it's yeah. fine to some degree, but like, like everything else we've said on this list, just kind of use your best judgment, you know, but... exactly. There are people out there who are probably annoyed by it, but they're just biting their lip and letting you do and and go on with your <laughs> your life, you know? But, you know, if you're unsure, if you think it might be an issue, just ask a few people, some people who you trust and obviously don't get butthurt about it if they think that you're being uh, a little too salesy. much. Yeah, a little salesy, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, if it comes up naturally, if you've got a paddle, if you're a rep that someone wants to try, and yeah you're yeah, yeah. Them out and you and you tell them that's perfectly fine like if they're interested that's legit i just think it's when people kind of go out of their way to basically give a recommendation that doesn't even fit what they were looking for cuz and this is mostly on facebook i just mm-hmm. see it so much and i just really rattles my gears because i'm like oh gosh that is not the paddle this person should be using just you, based do you do you go in there
1: and you like correct them or you're like no this is based on what you've told me this is what you should actually consider and you like you know post it or respond back to it
0: i don't usually correct the reps because i don't want to be rude but i will usually chime in my thoughts and give my list of recommendations on what i think work for people and on facebook I don't, I just don't post my affiliate codes. I realize like maybe that is a missed opportunity, but I want people to understand that my goal is to help. Like I'm not trying to sell you on this thing. If I have a discount code specifically that gives you like 10%, like maybe I'll mention it. But I generally try not to mention it unless I think it's helping more than anything. If it, Mm -hmm. if the code only benefits me, I don't talk right. about it on a Facebook forum or something.
1: I see. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, but I think we're uh we're pretty good here. Honestly, I I guess the only other two that I really want to talk about are people getting upset when the, people don't play pickleball the quote-unquote right way. Wait, what's the right the, way? Dude, it's mostly people who don't like tennis players and bangers. And this happened to me when oh. I came in. A bunch of people were like, oh, you're not playing the game right. Like, you're just driving everything. And I was so confused because I thought, if it works and I'm winning, why are you telling me I need to play, why do I need to play your soft game mm-hmm. if I can beat you by driving the ball? And I understand what people mean. Like, obviously, dinking's a big part of the game and you're going to have to learn it at some point, yada, yada, yada. But don't tell someone they're playing the game, quote unquote, wrong if they're beating you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No, because then it just makes you look like an idiot because they beat you and you told them they're playing the wrong way. So if they're playing the wrong way and they're still beating you, then you must be playing. I don't know what game. You, are you must be playing? doing something really wrong. Exactly. Right. So it's not a good look for you. You know, then you yeah. just, Oh gosh.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely not a good luck if, if that's the case. So be mindful of that. You know, tennis players are going to come in. They're going to play a tennis game for a little while. You know, if they're losing and, you know, I don't know, if they're open to it, you can tell them about dinking and whatnot. But dude, if they can beat you with a drive, I can tell you right now, they're not going to stop driving until you make them realize that driving doesn't work.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Drive all yeah, day.
0: Just, uh, <laughs> day, yeah, basically. I mean, the game's getting faster and faster. So when people just want to dink, I'm like, well, that's not really the way the game's trending. <laughs> nope. But I'm you know what, it. Will? What? Above all else, yep. probably the most important one. Of everything in this, and perhaps the most simple, maybe <laughs> is just be a pleasant person. Just be a guy that people want to be
1: around. That might be tough for me. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe that's not where I thought you were going with that, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm glad it wasn't about me this time.
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I can't hate on you. You're probably one of the most pleasant people I've honestly met, to be quite honest, until you really get to them behind. When the cameras are off, then things are a little You're different. You make
0: people think that I'm some monster. No, no. Stop. <laughs> so funny. but But no, seriously, if you are just a good person to be around, what I have found is. You know, you will probably, you may, assuming your skill is, you know, adequate enough, you may even get invited to groups that are above your level just because people like being around you. Mm-hmm. If people have played with you, had a nice experience, they thought you were funny, you were good to be around, they just en- enjoyed your presence, and they need a fourth, you might be one of the guys they call. Like, if you just a-, a happy person... I don't know. Your, yep. your life will be much easier making friends and getting into groups that you want to be in.
1: Right. This is the only way that I know Chris has to be able to play up in skill level <laughs> to be a pleasant person. There's absolutely no other way that anybody would have invited you to their higher-end group if you weren't a pleasant person. So there's that. So it does pay. It does pay. It pays dividends. It
0: pays to be nice. It pays to be nice. Take <laughs> it
1: from me, because I'm 3.5 at best. So if I can make
0: it into the four five and five zero groups... <laughs> oh.
1: That says a lot. No, they just want, they just invite Chris because they want to play with all of his paddles. He gets all the new toys. They're like, oh, just invite Chris. It's like a demo day. Every single day he's around.
0: That definitely, I'm not saying that's why people invite me to stuff. I, because I genuinely don't believe that's the only reason. But I do think there's a little portion where people are like, Ooh, oh, that's,
1: he might have one of those new paddles on him. No, that's definitely part of their calculus. No, for sure. There's no way that it's not. I mean, hey, it's, it's
0: smart. I wouldn't even fault people for it. Like, no, I wouldn't either. It's just smart.
1: Yeah, shoot, I would it's, do it. It's,
0: uh, a skill or asset you may have available to you. So why not, uh, I guess take advantage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I think that's all we got unless there's something else you wanted to add.
0: No, I think that's pretty much everything. That's, uh, the unspoken rules of pickleball, pickleball etiquette, whatever you want to call it. Again, use your best judgment in all the situations. These aren't hard and fast rules most of the time, but I think it covers most of just the rec players, out in the world of pickleball and you know the rules change when you're in your own private group but just yep. learn to read the court yeah and-, and if
1: you guys have anything that we missed definitely let us know in the comments or you know just hit us up maybe we'll do a part two if there is anything we missed the game is ever evolving and changing and new people are coming into the game and you know they may not know the rules or they might bring something different or new or something unsavory so yeah just let us know yeah
0: sounds good we'll catch you guys later all right
1: see you.